This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, this is Ollie telling you about another podcast I host, Unfiltered. It's an interview show. We've talked about sex work, addiction, and battering racists. And we're only a few episodes in. Some of the guests so far... One Direction's Niall Horan, GOAT footballer Viv Miedemar, and Mayor of London, Sadiq Khan. Just search Unfiltered with Ollie Dugmore wherever you get your podcasts. Am I tough enough? A strong and stable leadership. Total rhubarb. Hell yes, I'm tough enough. Shut the fridge. Not another one. It's the Politics oh. Joe Pubcast. Love podcasts, hate nonsense. It's the Politics Joe Pubcast, ladies and gentlemen. Hey. Oh. Scream if you want to go faster. Why yeah. did you make the sound? I had to. Um, I had to make up after last weekend when you were last week when you were all taking the piss out of me. Yeah, my lost voice. So I sent it. There. You sound much healthier. I am feeling healthier. Yeah. Did you have a big week Surviving, of uh, looking after yourself? Uh, yeah. Not drinking, pretty much. I had a few pints yesterday, but you know, nothing. That doesn't count, it, not, does it? No, it's just water off a duck's back. Isn't it, it? Drinking yeah. doesn't count if it's an event or you want to do it. Yeah, exactly. Not <laughs> <laughs> four. That's like, like yeah. rules for life. Um, fantastic. We've got Capital J journalist Ava Santina sat alongside me. Ava, how are you? I'm great. great. Good. Good to be here. Golden boy of politics, Joe, Ed Campbell. Hello. What's the news? Uh, nothing. Great. No news. Good, good work. <laughs> top, top top journalism. I checked this morning. Don't worry. I should have asked the capital J journalist. And we're also joined uh, by Tom Bailey, co-creator of Take the Jump. Tom, hey, guys. How are you? I'm very well. Very well. Very glad to be here. Glad Thanks to have guys. you with us. Glad to have you with us. Um, maybe, no, we'll go around. We'll do what have we been up to and then we'll get into Take the Jump. How do we feel about that? Is that all right? Is that a good order? Mm-hmm. And what, what, what do you mean, what have we been well, up to? Well, you know, like, what's going on? Well, like what's at work or? Generally. Generally. Checking, yeah. Personally. Yeah, it could be either. Yeah. <laughs> Just touching base. How are we? Nice week. Yeah, bit of deep cleaning of the bathroom yesterday. I did too. That's so funny you say that. You guys have synced up. Yeah. Yeah. How often do you do that? Not often enough is the answer. That's why it took so long and I was sweating so much I had to take my top off to right. continue oh. to do it. It was, oh, it was like, it was very satisfying though. Nice. You could um, probably make a pretty tidy living if you cammed that. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of petty. Drop a comment if you would monetize my deep clean in my bathroom. Topless. Wasn't your Topless. girlfriend at a gig yesterday? Yes. So she was out and about having a good time. Love that for her. She I was living her yeah, best You were life. at home slaving away. Yes, also, it's not, I don't live with my girlfriend. So it's like the two things are, she oh. can have fun ah. and I can, she can have fun independently because her happiness doesn't depend on me. That. Wow. Yeah. And general, modern man. <laughs> 
and also modern man that I was cleaning my, my own bathroom. No, you were actually in her house cleaning her bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And Tom, what have you been up to, mate? Uh, this weekend, yesterday I was at Bestival, Camp Bestival, which oh. is like a family sort of festival thing, uh, doing a workshop that finished at like eight o'clock last night and then had to mission across England back to Bristol uh, in time for bed. Mm. And now I'm here. What time is bedtime? Oh, my partner likes to go to bed at half ten and I like to go to bed at half one so there's a constant friction but inevitably it's half ten <laughs> nine times very you're good just, you're just sitting yeah. bolt up right? just sitting yeah. like this <laughs> refusing to sleep <laughs> staring at a wall yeah nice exactly. um, cool alright well why don't, you, why don't we start by you telling us what Take the Jump is yeah okay so Take the Jump is um, yeah it's a collection of citizens communities organisations all around the world kind of coming together to uh, lead a full joyous life while in balance with nature. Mm. Um, so yeah, so that's, uh, and we do that by trying six shifts, basically. So taking the jump is to try these six shifts that the science says we all need to by the, uh, within the next 10 years, right? And the, okay. the powerful thing about it is that these, these 10 shifts, uh, sorry, six shifts, uh, they will deliver if we are kind of enough of us do them. 27% of the change needed in the next 10 years, right? So you might think like that's not a big number, but like if you, I've spent my whole life looking at how you decarbonize, advising governments, advising businesses, trying to figure out how we get back in balance with nature and avoid this great calamity that we're all worrying about, right? Um, and often, you know, to, to be able to say that one thing is so big as twenty-seven percent is, is a huge number. That's a really big thing, right? Mm. Um, and that's just really inspiring because a lot of us feel, um, if you look at the data, eight out of ten people and our work across the G20 countries are worried about climate change, can't sleep at night, but feel completely powerless feel confused. What the heck can I do? How does my life, my action have any meaning in this context of like global business and figuring out all this, um, these fossil fuels and stuff. So to hear that actually, yes, governments and industry have most responsibility. We're definitely not saying like, you know, it's up to people to fix mm -hmm. everything. Okay. Got you. But we're not powerless. Right. So, you know, that's just such a, um, an inspiring thing to, to hear from most people. Um, yeah, and I think the approach we use is always, you know, one of not, you know, not doom spirals, finger wagging, shaming, all that sort of stuff. It's all about it's enough just to try. Um, no more us and them. Like we're all hypocrites, and like that's actually fine, and it's actually quite funny. Like take the mic out of ourselves. Let's enjoy that. You know, um, I just do the best we can, get going, have a little start, and then see where see where things go. Okay. And I think. Yeah, nice. Twenty-seven percent then. Twenty-seven percent contribution. Is that if we do emissions. all six, or if we just do one of the six? So uh, it's actually if you do the first five, because um, the, the last one, as we may get onto, is about changing the world around us. But so the first five, if we do them, uh, then we get to twenty-seven percent. Before so we've got ten years to do it. Before we get into what those five jumps are, if you can have a, a net negative drag on our carbon emissions by twenty-seven percent, are you doing it? I, I'd like to think I'm already contributing. I've been not eating meat now for 12 years, 13 years, actually. I feel like so, it's a bit of a cop-out to be like, well, I've already taken the jump. Look, listen. <laughs> I leapt. Oh, good for you. Good for I you. Leapt. you anyway, leapt. You leapt. You were one of the first leapers. Now that I've absolved myself, what yeah. are you two doing? Yeah, well, very little. I think we're about to discover I'm doing very little. Well, you keep in flying my... in that private plane. So that's... <laughs> yeah, a... <laughs> that's where I went over Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Joe Airlines. What about you, Ed? If you could... If if you knew that you could make 27% reduction to your emissions, would you do it? Well, yeah. I, yeah? I would Well, no, because I'm going to ask you again after we've gone through what they are. And if you're still <laughs> but I know up. what they are. Yeah. I know. <laughs> well, yeah. That was the conceit of me asking the question. <laughs> Never mind. Sorry. Well, I think it's dishonest with the audience Cracking to pretend game. we don't know what the, what the things are. The audience are stupid and we need to respect them. Well, great. 
So there's no point in Tom being here. Actually, Tom, you can leave. We'll just recite your. We'll, we'll recite. We'll recite your uh, your five your five shifts, and that will just be the episode, I guess. Okay, yeah, good. good. Yeah. I've got to put my feet up. Yeah. <laughs> Go on then, Tom. What are they? Run us through the the five five shifts. Okay, so they are uh, end clutter, travel fresh, eat green, dress retro, holiday local, and change the system. Okay, I'll wait. describe what they are. But, yeah. uh, so that's a six. So you've got. So no, what, no, no, Ed's already said that's enough. That's the end of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> we don't, I think it's a massive misrepresentation of what I said. I think I said, I know what they are. I mean, believe it or not, I print. <laughs> Go on. Google does. Right. Yeah. Nerd. Well, and so notice all those things are describing where we're moving to, not what we're trying to give up. Right. Mm. So this is about the world that we kind of like, that we're taking the jump to, which is going to be brilliant. Right. Um, this is key to this whole thing, um, is it's not hair shirts um, and, uh, you know, going back to living in caves so uh, I'll go through a few of them we can go through all of them if you want but, yeah please um, do okay so let's uh, holiday local right this is a, um, one of the toughest ones I'll start with that or the ones that gets a really strong reaction so acknowledging the massive impact of aviation right it's not that big as a percentage of global emissions but if you look at how it's growing and how big it is as, as a proportion of our personal emissions for those who fly a lot um, it's huge so keeping flights to one return flight short haul every three years eight years long haul so you can still go to every continent in your lifetime, still see the world, plenty of cultural interactions, you know, um, but it's mainly about holiday local, right? And this is the one that I actually found the most liberating because I was like, you know, I used to fly loads for work and stuff and used to love going out. But then, you know, traveling abroad kind of can becomes a bit of like a, almost like a stress, like, am I going to get the perfect holiday? Where am I going to get the photos? Am I going to book the right, you know, and like sort of uh, being like, actually, I'm just going to stay at home. Mm. Um, you can still get your slutty bikini photo at Brighton Beach yeah man or your, your fancy like you know Ben Nevis in your bikini or in your, in your <laughs> whatever you're into whatever, yeah, whatever you know, in your, <laughs> okay. always a bikini <laughs> or Kagul you know yeah. <laughs> okay but the travel local thing right that that would I'd say depend on train travel the yeah. price of it coming down right so ergo we should nationalise the trains <laughs> Totally. Well, I mean, so the, with with all of these, there's so many barriers to doing them, right? And mm. I think this is what we'll probably get into in a bit, right? There's that, like, there's huge amounts of change uh, or challenges, like a long list, um, system barriers, emotional ones. We're all exhausted. We find, um, yeah, we've got kids to feed, bills to pay, bosses to sort out. And so there's loads of reasons they're going to be hard, but we just sort of it's about starting, um, and eventually, you know, system change and positive. Um, you know, sort of citizen movements, look at history, they're two sides of the same coin. So to get the system changed, to get cheaper trains and more expensive planes, you know, this is a good way to get started at least, creating the demand for that. Where is uh, a nice place then to go on your holly bobs locally? Whoa, Wales. Yeah? I love Wales, yeah, absolutely. You know, like the Black Mountains. Real. Mm -hmm. like yeah. Real. Yeah. Real. Yeah. Oh gosh. I went to a happy hardcore rave there once, that's it. I've been to Real. Any good? <laughs> it was actually. It's good. Yeah. Nice, For okay. Like 21 year old me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I lived in Cardiff for three years. I do like, um, not just even Wales, actually, Forest of Dean as well. Beautiful. Nice spots to go to. You into your camping then? Yeah. yeah for sure. Nice. Wait, so can I do one short haul flight every three years? Does that negate the eight year flight or can I still have the, the long haul once every eight years yeah, as well? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so the next 10 years I can take three short haul and one long haul? Yeah. It's not that bad when you think it's about not, it, really. It? Because, you know, what's good about this is that we can't actually afford to do it anyway. So, this is... <laughs> I can't fucking afford Oh, God, yeah. I can't go to Australia every year. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I'm doing it for the environment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good way of, of, hiding, of hiding your inability to pay for it, I guess. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? 
Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. It's the Politics Show Pubcast. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's keep, let's keep doing them. Yeah. All right, so that's Holiday Local. What about uh, Eat Green? Eat Green. So this is go mostly plant-based. So you'd have to go all the way um, because there'll be some amount of meat and dairy. Um, and eat everything you buy. Basically, so mm. don't waste food. That's a big yeah. one, isn't it? Food waste. Yeah, man, definitely. Yeah. So I mean, it's pretty unsurprising this one. You you know you'd expect to have it on there. But, mm-hmm. I yeah. suck at eating everything I buy. Yeah. That's like my. It's all it's all falling apart now, isn't it? Yeah. yeah Twelve years as a vegan, but it, there's just like a mound of like rotting vegetables <laughs> yeah. in your fridge. Yeah. But um, are you full vegan? No, but no, no, just a vegetarian. Yeah. yeah, just vegetarian. All right, thanks for that. Sorry. I could have got away with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, I'm not either. Like, if you put a piece of Stilton in front of me and say, literally, the world will explode if you eat that, I'd be like, not, nine times out of ten, I'd probably sleep. I think cheese is the thing mm. I miss. With, yeah. <laughs> People always go like, oh, it'll be bacon. I don't think it is. I think it's cheese. Cheese, man. Cheese. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. cheese, yeah. for sure. Yeah, bacon smells better than it tastes. That's true. Controversial statement, Disagree. maybe. Disagree. I don't know. <laughs> I think... Sorry, that... you're, both, you're both nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you're idiots! <laughs> There's a... Um, I was... I gave up meat for Lent. I did it a couple of times, but like the most recent time, I was in a bar somewhere and I ordered like these like what I thought were like veggie loaded fries, and I hadn't had meat for like four weeks at that point. And I kept going on about how tasty these like loaded fries were. And my friend went, "There's, there's bacon on that." Shit, shit, shit. It's not a bad thing for Lent, to be fair. I um, no. I had to one of my old workplaces. They made me give up my facial hair for Lent, so I had to shave every morning, which was pretty rough. Because I've got a little baby bitch boy face. <laughs> yeah. It's good in a way. It's good though because when it means when I get older and I want to take sort of five years off. Oh, that's yeah. what I did recently. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, be born. You look so young. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely younger. Yeah, nice. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, uh, holiday local. Eat green. What, what should we do next? End clutter. Run me through that one. End clutter. So this is acknowledging all the impact that goes into uh, making the products that we have. So like our phones, like dishwashers, laptops, all this sort of stuff. Particularly mm-hmm. like into batteries and things like that. Uh, and we have this whole sort of uh, consumer sort of treadmill where the idea is for them to make and flog as many as they can and so sort of bring out new versions and make sure that they fall apart after a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea here is to try and keep them for at least seven years. Um, and so this is obviously for like a phone, that's quite hard. For a dishwasher, that's actually not very long. But it's like an average um, yeah, to yeah, try and yeah. target. I, I noticed this recently because the house I recently moved into, the dishwasher in it is, it is quite literally from the early 80s. Yeah, and it, it still works. Mm. It works spectacularly well. And I, it made me realise, the last place I lived, I had to, we had to repair the dishwasher like one or two, maybe more than twice. 
and I feel like older products, the build quality on them is mm. so much better. Totally. And I guess it kind of connects to the other points we were making, right? That it's all very well and good for someone to go, I want to keep something for seven years. If it keeps fucking breaking, yeah. like what do you do? Yeah. Like your phones, right? Because we all love that conspiracy that they're built to break. That 100%. I mean, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Certainly batteries. Mm. You know, um, planned obsolescence. Mm. How long do you think it would take for, if like consumer behaviour changed and we all started abiding by this and we were, you know, buying to last, how long before that supply curtailed? Like how long before, I don't know, China or starts going, right, we're going to stop making loads of clothes because I mean, no one's buying them. straight away as soon as they start making money right as soon as there wasn't demand within on the clothing you know uh, industry it's on literally like a two week cycle like mm. they would, it would be almost instantaneous really? you know? two week cycle yeah yeah no look I mean the clothes shops they look at tra- changing trend, trends and they have this incredibly sophisticated supply chain where they can go back to Bangladesh change the owner we need that flat in a different place like within a few weeks it's back in our shelves wow. you know, it's absolutely wow. crazy I did not know um, that. do yeah. they fly it over then Rather no, than no, no, they boat fine. it, yeah, because that's going to be most of your time there. So they exactly. must be making it I mean, no yeah. time at all. Yeah, exactly. That is most of the time. So it's very, very quick. And since we're talking about clothing, dress retro. Yeah. Um, so again, acknowledging the impact that um, the fast fashion has. So get this: the average American, I think it's even gone up now, buys fifty five zero new items of clothing every year. Oh God, right. who 50, would who 50. would do that? Those damn Americans are not. Yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. Oh, God, <laughs> If you um, had to put a number on how many bits of clothing, I'm, I'm assuming, by the way, that you do all of these things already. I mean, I just, I mean, I just fessed up to, to Stilton, you know. Yeah, that's I mean, true. I mean, like, again, it's like it's, it's about trying and doing your best, right? And like, <laughs> this guy's still are. eating cheese. We're fine. Hello. How yeah. many items of clothing do you reckon? If you had to put a number on it, I buy very few bits of clothing. I actually think I buy most of my clothes secondhand, but it's not for a case of like environmental reasons. It's because it's cheaper. Mm. But it has, the, I suppose, the byproduct of it being. And you're also dripped out as well. Also dripped out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I, 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 I buy clothing very rarely. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a comedy <laughs> glance like, at Eva for the listeners. <laughs> this week? Or? Yeah. I don't know. What's 50? One a week? Uh, yeah, Ish. just about. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah basically. Mm. 52 weeks in a year. I. That is something I enjoy. Mm. Um. You also like flying long haul. You love flying long haul. No, I don't. Uh, but no, I I actually everyone think, does. I actually think this is a really neat example. I've got violent claustrophobia, Ed. I'm really <laughs> bad at flying long haul, actually. I, I think this is a really neat example of where I think possibly one of the criticisms or problems with this approach is, right? Mm. That I agree with a lot of the diagnosis. Yeah, I agree yeah. that there's all of these innumerable problems contributing to what is possibly the collapse of our climate, uh, ecological disaster, human life changing irreparably. And I feel like that's a product of our consumerist capitalist system. And I think that's what these things identify. And for me, I look at that and go, well, change the system. And I feel like some of this stuff, actually quite a lot of it, points the finger and says, you as an individual, you take it on. And I wonder if that's a little bit of a mistake. I'm glad you asked this. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. So like, you know, if you look at history, like when has there been massive changes, right, uh, in in the way our societies work? So look at social justice, the scientific revolution, gay rights, gender rights. All of these things have kind of led to big system change, right? But what was it that preceded and enabled that system change? You know, um, like there's a recent report by the, um, the UN that says a positive, like uh, citizen movement that's shifting cultures and mindset 
is the other side of the coin to system change. And the two reinforce each other, right? They sort of feed off each other. But just being like, we need system change until nothing can happen. Right? That, you won't get system change that way. And also, how disempowering is that? You can't do anything, guys. The only person who can change this is Rishi Sunak. You know, like, and you've got no power until then. So I think you, we need a bit of um, subtlety in our sort of, you know, society's complicated. You know, there's lots of different ways in which things work. They take time and they're multi-pronged. Um, and maybe just one more. If you think about what makes up a society, really, you have systems, which is like our education, our politics, our economics, you know, all that sort of stuff. But also you have our cultures, you have our mindsets, you have the way that we behave. All these things interrelate to each other. And if you look at the study of how these big shifts happen in the past, all four of these quadrants were being activated at once. And so just going, we need system change. If, if anything, just makes you, you, you know, you try and then nothing happens and you get fed up. Mm. So we need, we need all of these things operating at once. Yeah, it's very nuanced, which is not really where we are as a country and dialogue at the moment, is it? <laughs> it's is. either all or nothing. It's either, um, yeah. you know, the hippies want you to stop doing everything immediately yeah. or I quite like the world being hotter. Yeah. Yeah. I can, we were what talk- a glorious summer this is. Well, we were talking about it earlier because we were talking about Gardner's question. Okay, I was Sorry. talking about Gardner's question. <laughs> I never talked about Gardner's question. About gardeners are now asking what they should grow because it's so hot now or the climate is different that um well sean our um how do we describe sean what's our colleague colleague okay sorry i was going to give him a title anyway his title is content editor you can refer to content him that's what i was asking yeah. i was asking the fucking question <laughs> Go on. anyway um sean was saying that he's no do you know what fuck it never mind yeah sean said that he saw someone growing passion fruit the other day i just thought that wow. was interesting in london <laughs> yeah. yeah he picked it from the tree said it was delicious um, the flip side of that is that you won't be able to grow grapes in italy soon so there'll be no uh, my no guy. Chianti. One of my favourite things, yeah. one of my favourite little bits of info to drop in conversations like this is that the French champagne houses are buying up vineyard land in Kent. Yeah. Because it's getting too hot in the champagne region. The wine's too, the grapes are too sweet, too much sugar. Can't make champagne anymore. So they're buying it in Kent because they're forecasting that Kent will have the climate of champagne, right? You know you can't call champagne champagne if it's not grown in champagne. Not for much longer. We call it Kent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it won't be as marketable, I don't think. A delicious, <laughs> a delicious Kent glass of Kent for you, sir. Yeah. yeah. No, you could call it Garden it. of Eden or the the, no, I think, the Brexit bevy. I don't know. Yeah. Like the... <laughs> I think they're going to have to, ch- the EU will have to change the rules right, about um, origin of product. And that'll be really interesting because then potentially all those English sparkling wine producers, if they're vineyards next to whatever fucking bolly, whatever it is, why can't we call it champagne if they're allowed to call it champagne? Mm. Back onto the fast fashion thing. My problem with it, mm. I don't, I'm not for one minute being an advocate of, you know, or a proponent of fast fashion. Mm. But I always feel like sometimes the way it, the argument is framed can be quite classist because I think that wealthy people can afford to overconsume sustainably. Whereas if you are, not wealthier and you're at the bottom of the bracket, then, you know, why should you not be allowed to buy things in the same way that wealthy people are because you don't have the budget to, you know? Yeah, and the same with food. So, like, the cheapest way to feed, feed a family in, in London is Morley's Chicken, right? £10, you can feed a family of four, get their protein count, mm. and it's salty, so they love it. It's like, you know, and then go to get some organic veg. It's like three times the price. I think on this, this is, this is so, like, uh, uh, you know, the, the right thing to bring up. Um, one of our foundations we have, we call it like uh, when we think about audience, is equal access, different responsibility, right? So we're saying that there are some, you know, not everyone um, is uh, equally responsible for this. More privilege means more responsibility, right? So for the high consuming people, or the people we kind of more go, for, you know, target with this. At the same time, 
but you know, because we, we we do a lot of work engaging communities of color and economically economically excluded groups. You know, and I've had people come back and go, "Look, man, you you created this mess. Like, you go fix it. Don't be asking me to do that." You know. But then in other communities, there are people who are really active and really want to be involved and feel left out by the environment movement entirely. And so, you know, having this balance, this sort of again, subtle balance, right, between like making sure this is a movement for everyone, but also we kind of clear who's got the most responsibility. Mm. I think you need to hold these these paradoxes to better move forward. It's also a time thing, isn't it? Because there's loads of things that I love to do that would be more sustainable. Like I'd love to make lunch every day at home or something like that, but I I don't have the time. Or um, I mean, if you're if you're someone who's working two jobs then you can't, you know, you might have to drive to work rather than take the bus because it's not as reliable or whatever. It's, you know, if you're suffering from time, I'm not saying I am, but if you're suffering from time poverty, then it makes sustainable. We didn't touch on that one, did we, about um, personal vehicles? Mm. Travel fresh. Yeah, Yeah. travel Travel fresh. fresh. So uh, if we can, and this this seems quite radical, this one, but um, this is just looking at the, um, because so all of these numbers, by the way, I'm explaining where they come from. It's a $2 million piece of research with Leeds University, Arab, C40 experts all around the world built a computer model of basically the whole world economy the first time this was done and looked at how we get from here, like this massive impact down to being in balance with nature, broke down all the changes that are needed and then said, right, who fits in where with different... So that's where these came from. Mm. So there's a chunk government, chunk industry, chunk citizens and communities have got a lot of power over. And then we took the most impactful ones out and that's where these came from. Okay. So, so um, and the, the travel fresh one, um, it's just, it emerges from the fact that the, the likely trajectory for new vehicles is so big we have to st- get away from this idea of we need less cars, right? And people walking, cycling, public transport, and that includes EVs, right? We need less. We just need less cars. Um, so if we can, we minimise and if we can avoid private vehicle ownership and cycle, walk, all that kind of stuff. Acknowledging people are less mobile for health reasons or live in the countryside or whatever. And again, that's you know, it's like no shaming. Just do what you can, you know. Mm. But if we've got like three camera cars in the family, do we need that? And Time to sell the Rolls Royce, said. Yeah. Well, well, I think, I think all, the, I think all these ideas are great and positive. But I kind of think if someone committed to this, they would come into structural barriers so quickly it would become quite discouraging, almost. So, because like I'm from Glasgow, and public transport in Glasgow for a major city is rotten, is really, really bad. So I'm thinking even if you're, if, so you think someone in a major city would be one of the best equipped people to do that. And if you're, I think I think it would even be quite discouraging to talking about that these things have to work hand in hand with system change. But I think there's such little system change at the moment that would become it's, it's, it's an observation rather like a criticism yeah. of the movement. I think it's like it, it would be, it's I think it's just such an optimistic thing that unfortunately the country is just not yeah. doing. So that's where government responsibility comes in, then, right? Yeah. Presumably, yeah, is to provide the public yeah. transport. Well, the thing is with government, right? Like, like imagine it's hard actually for government to lead stuff in a way, isn't it? Because I think if you imagine like here's the population um, like that, and then you get an election, and the person who's elected is kind of in the middle-ish generally, right? And so they're not going to be pushing things like at the scale we need now. You have to move the people along. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So sort of, um, but yes, the government does need to do that. And I think on your point Ed, about this is where community and and uh, like a collective movement comes in, right? Because mm. Yes, some of these locally, one of them might be really basically impossible because um, there's no public transport and all the buses are being cancelled and it's just, you know, heartbreaking. Um, but there's others that might bring you loads of joy. And when we go around to community groups and talk to people, like these actually do make people's lives better and people feel great about doing them often, you know. And even if you just do one or two of them, mm-hmm. that's why we have this thing. 
you know, our three foundations, it's enough just to try no more than them. And it's a jump for joy, right? Mm -hmm. um, about why this is so joyous. Uh, and don't get, yeah, if you can't get the bus, if there's no bus, just drive. Don't give yourself a hard time. Yeah. You know. Mm. Who's in the joy department uh, telling people to go on holiday in Wales? <laughs> who's, 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 uh, who's enforcing joy? Who's doing that? Is that your job? Are you on? Are you in charge of chief chief? Joy I'm a officer? chief joy officer. Yeah. I've got a little thing off when we were, we were doing this workshop with day and someone made us a jump for joy thing. So yeah. uh, that would be. Um, Quite like that, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. isn't it? What's the material? Is that brass? It's is recycled that? brass. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. that's what I hope. Yeah. Chokes um, <laughs> <laughs> on you. Yeah. 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 We know exactly what the material is. Fresh from the refinery. Yeah. Where did you get it from? Did you nick it out the pipes underneath the motorway? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Tom, what were you up to before you started doing Take the Jump, working in politics? What was the story? Well, uh, so engineering, science, climate changing background, um, and just sort of 10 years in the private sector, um, and then went to work for an NGO where we did this piece of research. Um, it was a great NGO. It's called C40 Cities Climate Leadership Group. They're sort of a network of all the mayors of all the big cities around the world trying to take action on climate change. Um, uh, Mayor Khan's currently the chair of it. Uh, but we did this piece of research that, that's kind of behind this. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, actually everything I've been doing this whole time is not going to be enough. Um, yeah. Did you write, you, you were doing the 2019 manifesto for Labour, yeah. weren't you? Yeah. yeah, yeah, did that as well. Led that, um, the sort of, it was like a 300 page technical document that sat behind the, all, the, all the energy stuff. So all those numbers you saw and the GDP numbers and stuff. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Have you kept good. up with their moving environment or energy policy? A little bit, a little bit. Um, and I sort of did some stuff with um, Ed last year, um, this home retrofit stuff. Yeah. But I think, you know, I, you can see a lot of this stuff I keep talking about, about like, actually, I think just looking at history, looking at, you know, like, so when I, when I left university, right, it was 2000, 2008, it just had the Climate Change Act. It felt like everyone was like, you know, the government and everybody was like, right, we know climate change is here. We're going to do something about it. We've written a law over to private sector. It's going to be great. And then nothing happened, right, for like 10, 15 years. And it just sort of became clear to me that I was just thinking, what is it that's missing? You know, spending all the time working on policy and technology. And it's just, it just doesn't feel like there's, you know, that joyous like example of what the future looks like in the ground on, in communities that's pulling us towards it. You know, I just feel like that's what we want. And that's what everybody else wants. I mean, everyone's sick of this crazy consumer madness, I feel. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I really agree with you, to be honest with you. I think... Um, I think the sort of the consumer-led nature of modern society, which is sort of materialism, basically infects every single aspect of modern society. I'm a consumer, not a human being. Yeah. <laughs> God, we actually do these consumer, consumers anonymous sessions at festivals and stuff, and we get everyone being like, I am a consumer. And then like, you go on this journey to that, and you let out the greedy goblin, and you go a bit crazy, and yeah. then you, you go on a journey back to being a human being. Mm. Um, it's really lovely. Yeah. I am a consumer, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Just clothes. That's my... Yeah. My ugly. What was that for? Did I vintage? What? <laughs> no. No. Is <laughs> it <laughs> someone else's clothes? No way. <laughs> oh, vintage or vinted? Vinted, the TV, the, the app. Yeah, no, I don't like vintage. Okay, no. Okay. no, I was going to um, say, but you do like vintage clothes. Yeah, You've I got, do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like yeah, I like that. Yeah. I don't like that app minted though. Really? Vintage <laughs> cool. Cut that vintage. Um, People expensive vintage cheap. Yeah, no, I, I, I like um, I like a good rummage sale. That's yeah. great. <laughs> I've I've found far more uh, success selling my clothes on Vintage than I have on Depop. Really? I think Depop is too hype beast for me. I don't think Do my style. How did Depop let Vintage come up? Depop had a stranglehold on like the app based 
secondhand marketplace mm. and then all of a sudden Vinted appears with like TV adverts. How did they let that happen? Mm. Yeah. Depop and eBay just like bitching Honestly, in the corner. Vinted, yeah. Vinted, people are talking about Vinted on this and I didn't know about it two years ago. But I've known about Depop for 10 years now. I'm also slightly suspicious of um, buying things online if you're just going to transport it in a delivery van anyway because then it's like, well, what's the point of that? Yeah, the know? impact of transport is a lot lower though than the manufacturer. Mm. But not if you've got a big bit of steak yeah, yeah, strapped yeah. to it. Yeah. <laughs> as, you, as, as you put in your purchase notes every time. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I stopped by the butchers. I think yeah. quite a lot of um, quite a lot of people, right? They'll order stuff and make, so they'll often order the same piece in like two, three different sizes, right? Yeah. Try it, try it on, mm. figure out which one best. Oh, what's God, best. who does that? No, I'm not. No, I'm not <laughs> well, that's, that's better than buying one piece, thinking it's rubbish, and then never wearing it. You know, you send it back, someone else can wear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that's like, the, yeah, that's better overall. And if we wise. and it, and if we are talking in sort of outputs for, let's say, the fashion industry, retail, uh, or just production, what do you, mm. what do you see as like the biggest? Well, the future is obviously you, you don't sell clothes; you sell being clothed, right? Mm. So, like, you imagine like I was actually, I mean, they probably not, I don't know if they're doing this anymore, but it was at, um, uh. An Alan MacArthur thing. Um, MacArthur, no, MacArthur, uh, anyway, I can't. The, the big circular economy guys um, did an event and there were some um, H&M people there and they were talking about, well, we recognise that this business model has only got a few decades left. Like, we can't just get loads of cotton and sell it because the, the growth, it won't work, right? So, um, and so what they were saying is, well, well, we look at, you pay some money and then basically H&M is like a massive repair shop or a massive, like, renting place and you come in and you can take something and get it jazzed up or you, you pay like a couple hundred quid a year and then you can have up to 10 items of clothing and you just bring it oh. back. And then they're incentivized to make sure they're good quality, that they last, that they look after them. Mm. So they can still make like a plenty of money. This is the thing about all this. This is not like anti, you know, business. It's not anti, you know, you could start, there's loads of great opportunities in all of this stuff. Yeah, there's a margin thing, isn't there? So it's like instead of, you know, bringing back 20 pence or gaining 20 pence or something, you, you've got more expensive clothing. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. But um, the renting... Renting market for dresses is quite good. I sometimes yeah. do that, although it's the most stressful thing you'll do because Why? you can't you can't mark the dress. Oh, at all. You right. pay like um oh what's the word? You put like money down for deposit. it, deposit. And if there's a mark on the dress and they take it out of the thing. And so like if you're at a wedding and then I don't know yeah, that's a dangerous game. Yeah, it? there's red wine or a baby throwing up or something like that, yeah. then that's it, five hundred quid gone. Mm. Yeah. I stay everything within five minutes of, of buying it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one soup. One suit for the weddings. Mm. Yeah, job done. Um, any closing remarks, Tom? Anything else you'd like to say? If if, you, if someone was sat there going, right, you're telling me I can fly cross-continent once every eight years, I can go short-haul once every three years, I can only buy, uh, how many pieces of clothing were we talking? Was it three? Three, yeah. Three new items of clothing per year. Um, that sounds horrible. Mm. Convince me otherwise. Well, so just talk, I mean, so our website, tatejump.org, has got like links to all the different community groups and stuff that are going on. Check out our Instagram. See the people living this life, and it's great fun. You know, um, people are enjoying it. Um, and just like, I just say that, you know, like a world that isn't just by, you know, in the modern world, right, if you've had a crap day and you want to feel better, you get out your phone, you go on Amazon, you buy something, you get your endorphin hit, two minutes, and then, oh, right. Like, what about all the other things that make human life great? Like connectivity, culture, we have this long list of Cs, right, that we like creativity, culture, community, care, craft, right? And like, like our, our world is just about, at the moment, that one thing that is really important to us consuming. But what about a world that's about all these other things? And when you take the jump, basically, you spend less time on all that consuming and you create more space and time for all the other things that actually make life good and are consistent with the planet still being here in 20 years. So like, um, it's a no-brainer. And you know what? Everywhere I go and meet people, like, if you're in the professional environment space, everyone thinks people are stupid, they don't care. The only way you fix stuff is by writing policies. But everywhere I go, people are just so buzzed about 
the future and like you know their kids you know doing things for their kids and for uh, and doing this sort of thing so um i have massive faith in people and i think a big we're at that tinder point now tin, tinder box point um no, yeah, something, something like that. Something like, yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I know what you're trying you to know, say. I mean, yeah, I yeah, yeah, where the Tinder box it. might light, um, yes, but where yeah, people no, are ready for this, and I, I have every by like 2030, early 2030s, I reckon there'll be a mass transition away from this daftal way of looking at things. What will you give up? Uh, meat. Meat, really? Really easy, isn't it? That's huge. I've done it before. Oh, I think that's like I don't know if you. That's massive. What about your slow-cooked pesto chicken? That was one of the best. <laughs> that was amazing. Best I mean, I mean, it's, it's like, for, for context, I, mean, the, it, I don't know how it was so horrible because it was just like pesto, pasta, and chicken in a slow cooker. Yeah. But God, it was awful. And I made, but it was like my lunch for the week. And it was so amazing. It gets sadder and sadder oh, as the week went It was so on. gross. Yeah, day by day. And then there was, there was a period of time where I just made horrible lunches for like <laughs> three weeks. Anyway, um, yeah, well, that would, that would be enough to put you off meat anyway. I my think... Clothing is the easiest one, in my mind. Yeah. Three retro bits of clothing. Wait, is it, it's, obviously, is it, it's obviously different for different people, right? Well, no, you, that's three new items, so you can't have as much retro as you like. Oh, fucking... Yeah. Chew fucking chew. <laughs> yeah. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. All right, cool, that's me. Yeah. Ava, Ava. what are you going for? <sighs> going to show you? Brilliant, though. I actually don't know. Um... <laughs> I think, well, I have been, I have been long wanting to give up. I, I, I get an Uber at the end of the night out, but that's normally because I don't want to die. Yeah. So like, it's a hard trade-off. <laughs> so it's like, I would like to give that up. Possibly that's to enormous vehicle, detriment yeah. to myself, but I'll quote you in the, <laughs> I'll have a little that's note. That's quite a pretty serious but who does put on. Call Tom, Tom from Take the Jump. Yeah. <laughs> It'll give you a thick ear. Yeah. 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 But no, actually, I mean, like, if you feel like all of these things are too much, then that's fine. Like, don't give yourself any grief. You know, like, like as you say, when, the, when if enough people start doing this, the world will start changing around you. And to, maybe this is the final thing, as you say, which is that the, the research is clear. To hit that system change level, we need 25% of the population. That's 300 million people. So we're trying to get basically 300 million people across the rich, high-consuming world to take the jump by the early 20, 2030s, basically. And then everyone else, it'll just happen naturally for them, and that system mm. will change. So. Mm. And if it feels like a burden, don't make it. Well, actually, and as you've already said, you have not been eating meat for the last 12 years. So yeah, but I do eat cheese. I could give that up. We're talking about second second step, second jump. Yeah. In the triple jump, you would be on the skip, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> That's, I'm enjoying, no, enjoying the hop skip. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I just enjoy the metaphor of triple jump. <laughs> right. I haven't thought about it since. Fantastic. The Olympics. Yeah. When is the next Olympics? Next year. Next year? Paris is just winding on. Yeah, we go. We, we, we can start. <laughs> I mean, um, <laughs> listen, to our, listen to our Olympic special. <laughs> Coming up. Um, Probably guess where it is. <laughs> Tom Bailey from, well, the co-creator of Take the Jump. Thank you so much for coming in. Really interesting conversation. Appreciate you taking the time, mate. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Tom. Thanks. A pleasure. Thanks for listening to that episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed it, I reckon you'll also enjoy Unfiltered, our interview podcast. Here's a little taste of the episode with Gary Lineker. I love my life. I enjoy I enjoy fame. People are lovely. It's so easy to be distracted by the tiny percentage on, on Twitter. In the real world, it's not like that at all. I think I've had only two instances in my entire life where people have had a pop. One old lady elbowed me in my back. <laughs> she was on her way to a Tommy Robinson rally. Really? Yes. Okay, the nice. old lady, she gave me, Oh, Lineker! Whoa, whoa. Yeah. And then I had another one where I was going shopping my groceries and some bloke shouted out of the road you hate Britain you hate Britain don't you I'm going 
No, I really love Britain. But anyway. That's Unfiltered with Ollie Dugmore, wherever you get your podcast. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.